0: Back to another episode of the Truth and Transparency podcast with your host, Brother X, and
1: <laughs> the
0: culture scientist. You know, I'm just going to start editing her intro in now from now on. That's
1: rude. Don't She's do doing know. a lot right Listen. now. I don't
0: appreciate this.
1: Why you have to be a hater?
0: it's part of the boyfriend package no yes it is no you get you happy. get one hate every two weeks it's a punch card you hate you me. do you, you do 13 days of good stuff and you get one hater card one hater point
1: is that what that is
0: yes it's kind of like hot topic dollars
1: okay we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole. So let's actually begin the episode you sure yes we can talk about it Nope, we're not let's go
0: i mean it's not like we got guests listen
1: we have guests. Let's, you sure? Let's introduce
0: our guests. All right, or so we're gonna. All right, getting back on topic. Right. Um, I'm going to first before I go into my spiel. Um, going to introduce our guests. We got first, um, the five foot eleven three fourths, uh, hero Queen C. What? <laughs> I don't know. It's just gonna be something random every time. It didn't make
2: sense. It's just. Know. Just as long as I'm not six
0: feet, right? Um, <laughs> no, then you'd be playing power forward in the WNBA.
2: Hey, they make more money than me.
0: They make more money than me. So, hey, I, that's a compliment.
2: <laughs> um. Anyway, back at it again, your girl, Queen C. 61 and a half inches of fluff, fun, and bad words. Yay.
0: Bad words. That was, that was a unique pause. Um uh miss jay monet introduce yourself
3: hey hey jay monet
0: all right y'all appreciate it and of course we got the all-in-one the the waffle house the waffle house bandit the sound engineer the my name is jeff (laughs) all the things in between mr smith introduce yourself
4: it's your favorite feds, favorite Fed, and sound engineer, Mr. Smith, as well as you know. You should know that. I like turtles. And that's all I got to say about that.
0: <laughs> I right. just
1: said like girls.
0: No, I like turtles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and here on the Truth and Transparency podcast, we talk openly, and honestly about different subjects. What type of animals we like. Whether or not people getting flued out. Whether or not someone is 5'2 or fine too. But in this episode, we like to talk about different things that are very enjoyable to everybody. That
1: was smooth. That was I appreciate it. Nice. You,
0: you know, I've been working. I've been in the gym all, all my, on my workplace. So what we're going to start off today is I'm going to play a clip for all of our listeners. I want you to listen to it first, and then we're going to break down. So uh, Mr. Smith, are you ready? All right, go ahead and play that clip.
2: One, you don't get it. You are closer to white than I'll ever be. Together, we make a whole white person. Your favorite fruit is cheeseburgers, and I know more Mandarin than you do. You're barely even Asian.
4: Sorry, I'm not Chinese enough for you, but I've never seen you pound back jerk chicken. Last time I checked, Brody twerks better than you. And I liked your poem, but your bars could use a little more work, homie. So really, how black are you then? Excuse me. What? Literally, what? if we're going to play that game let's do it oppression olympics let's go
0: all right so um before we before you're probably thinking what on the world what is this boy saying to this girl let's provide context would you like to give context or should i give context
1: i'll give context
0: all right go ahead coach scientists
1: so it is a show called um georgia and jenny i believe Mm -hmm. and it's on netflix and this particular episode um is This particular episode is a young lady who's trying to discover herself and why she loves the city that she is in, that her mom has put her in yet again, a different city. Um, But she does this this poem for class where you had to write why or why do you love, what is the best thing you love, something like that. But it was basically an essay where they would win a uh, scholarship or something for school. Mm -hmm. And she needs that, like she's new, she got there late, she needs all of that. And her father basically told her, you need to write it in a way that can express through your heart. So she did basically a deaf poetry jam. And I mean, y'all should go back and go just listen for that. We can't that put it
0: out there because they're not paying us, but they was, want to. It
1: was fire, okay, it was fire. So I will go back and listen to it. But the takeaway was is that the young man won. He went before. And he won telling his story that wasn't honestly as moving or as deserving. So she felt that she was gypped in the long run. So she, and they're dating these, this this is a couple. So they're having a makeout session and this is all of a sudden what it has turned into because she was in her feelings about not winning.
0: No, I do want to point out, I think you told me that he apparently in their conversation, that's not in the clip he basically kind of talked about how he kind of deals with some of the stuff because the girl has issues with the teachers, like oh, I said before.
1: I should point out that this young lady is uh, white and black. Mm-hmm. So her... Uh,
0: Asian boyfriend. Her
1: it, Well, her essay was basically about what it meant to be in, in the in-between mm-hmm. and always having to figure out where she does not belong. So it's just a very interesting way of portraying it, especially for Netflix to do it this way. Mm-hmm. thought it was very nice but the Asian boyfriend did come out and say like, oh, I really felt what you were saying. And before they got in this heated argument, he did point out the fact, cause she was like, you don't do anything. You don't understand. And he's basically saying, all I do is I do what I'm told and I put my head down. And then that is, and then she basically kept poking the bear. Like he was trying to be cordial and be a good boyfriend and like, listen to you and comfort you. But that's not what she needed, and that's not what she wanted. So she kept poking, and then that is what that end up was. Um, but yeah, well, I want to hear y'all's thoughts. I have thoughts about it. It's a lot of thoughts, so I want to hear everybody else's thoughts first. Mm-hmm. But there's that's a little bit more background
0: on it. Yep. Anybody would like to go? Let me know. I
4: oh, go ahead, Mister Smith. Um, I, I understand <laughs> from from. What I saw just in that clip without any other context, um, don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> don't, don't just say that, you know. oh, I'm oppressed more than you or, oh, I you know, have gone more, because you don't know what that person has gone through. You don't know what they did to get to this point. Nobody knows, unless, like, unless you're close with that person, you don't know what that person's gone through. So before you judge, hold off and figure out everything before you make your next move.
0: I think you make it an excellent point because I think I think the point that you made about how you said what he does, I think is key to the conversation because if you were to take this clip out of context, you would think that he, some people may see it as he's being a little bit of an asshole to her because she's, while well, she's upset. But the fact that the context of he explained previously that part of how he deals with like all this stuff about being Asian, being all this stuff, to his own struggles,
1: and he's- he, sorry.
0: Yeah, he basically, he was like, hey, this is how I choose to deal with it. This is how I handle my struggle, myself going on. I'm not saying this is how you should solve it. I'm not saying that this is the proper way of dealing with it. But for me, this is how I deal with it. Whether right, wrong, or different for him, this works. And for her, like you said, to poke the bear and try to keep pushing the conversation. Because again, we can't show it in a whole clip, but you like you said, he wasn't trying to have an argument he was trying to be supportive but when she kept poking the bear poking the bear it was like if you really want to have this conversation we're gonna have it and i'm not gonna buck i'm not gonna back down to you we're gonna go back and forth if you really want to have this conversation and you may have not heard it but you can see it in the clip that you can see it in her face a little bit that she kind of got like a twinge of shock like oh this wasn't what I was expecting.
1: Well, if you watch the show, you would see why okay. she had the little twins because he do come off in the show okay. as like, I'm just going to sit here and be nice all the time. Okay. So that was kind of nice to see him for me in that like, no, let me take off this mask for you for a moment. And it was kind of nice to see that side. Okay, What I was going to say was, what we all stood at point was, he stated to her that you did not follow the criteria Mm -hmm. and the teacher told she stayed after class and she asked how come i did not win and he told her that is because it was unorthodox essentially which was fine and the teacher said it's fine that it was unorthodox but this was not what the criteria was and i judged based off the criteria now they did there's some teacher beef there so that's probably what was going on in her mind fair but the teacher was a teacher, also being fair. Did he have a right to like this? This comes to like a lot of things, which can then easily uh,
0: be his own. Episode. If any,
1: if yeah, if uh, if other people have other comments, but this can also play into the role of the parallels mm-hmm. because there are parallels to oppression. Mm-hmm. And as a as a black woman, I understand where she was coming from. Like I have, I like, cause she stated, you know, how, how he's seen as an Asian is different than how she's seen as a black person. Right. And then you she can't turn it off. But then she also there's also another beautiful scene that everybody should people should go see this episode. Mm. There's another scene with a darker skinned black chick in the bathroom. And she was like, I can't turn it off like you. I can't put on a blonde wig like you. And it was just that episode was really heavy, so I have not finished this. And I usually binge watch everything through and through, and I cannot finish it because it's a lot. But yeah. Uh,
0: so, let's see. but yeah. So, any other thoughts on that before quick, we kind of? Yeah, sorry. All right. So part of what made part of what made us actually bring this up and thought add this to the episode, um, kind of was brought up in the fact that we talk about the race, uh, oppression, Olympics, and all these things. And the reason why we put in the, I think it's funny segment, it was like, now that some time has passed and we first want to acknowledge that we are happy that this bill has passed, but it definitely brings up, brings to mind the parallel of looking at all the stuff that was going on with Black Lives Matter and all the stuff they were going through. And basically black people saying, we just want to exist and mind our business, stop killing us. And then you see the outbreak, which was very sad and, again, I'm going to try to talk about this as respectfully as possible, but keep perspective is that all the stuff that happened with the Asian American community, I, I, I apologize if I'm not using the correct term, but you saw that all this came out and you saw that a bill was passed fairly quickly. I'm Again, I'm not a legal mind. I'm not into politics or how long it takes or what all the ramifications are. But as someone who is taking a quick glance at it, it, it it makes it makes you pause for a moment as an African-American person because like we've been doing this fight for inception of this country, and we're still struggling to get wins. like I'm happy that all the stuff that went down with George Floyd happened the way that it has, but it's not I wouldn't even say it's a drop in the bucket. It's a drop in maybe an entire ocean, honestly. And why I think it's funny is just that, it is hard for people and I get like, it's a very hard parallel that I get between wanting to support others who are experiencing injustices and hardships, but as a black person for us, it's hard because it's not that it's all that we know, but damn if it's not a big part.
1: Yeah, we're always constantly being, here you go, here you go, oh, here's a little, here's a little thing for you, or here's a little recognition, which in a way, I guess the best parallel we could use that might could relate to maybe how we might be feeling since it is Pride Month. Right. Maybe the LGBTQ, and I'm so sorry, but all of the letters in the rainbow, because you guys got a lot of letters, guys. And a we're lot. learning.
0: We're educating okay. ourselves on it. And Look, I'm going to start saying we are continuing to educate ourselves and say, saying apologize for not getting it right, whereas that's very Well, dismissive. I purposely
1: was being funny this time. I'm
0: I, about saying, I know for me, because Lord knows, I had to run it for a few episodes where I could not get it right. You would think that I didn't know my letters of my alphabet. But maybe they could, because even them, they still have gotten bills, I
1: think, a little bit better than we have, but still, they still are oppressed. They're still, you know, there's still levels to it as well. So for, I do agree, like, as a person who has very close Asian friends, Mm. I love them dearly. At the same time, my feelings were a little hurt, you know? But, yeah. I mean, I'm only human. I am only as much as I can be, and I'd rather be honest about it than sit here and be like, "No, I'm one thousand percent okay with it."
0: And and and, th- and that's be that's honest. Like like it is it is okay. Two or three things can be okay in the same space. It doesn't have to be. I'm one hundred percent behind this, and oh, you're not supporting them. Well, well, you're you're co-signing it. No. Just because I'm not at every Black Matter, Black Lives Matter movement or marches or events does not mean that I'm not for the cause. We've talked about it previously. Like we, 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 as people, at least people on the podcast, we know our lanes. We know we may contribute to the cause of what we feel comfortable doing. And we're going to get into comfortability in later in today's topic. But that's the whole point that we, we're trying to get to is like, it's okay. We talk about certain things are not Black and white, certain things. There's gray areas. But what you have to do is find nuance and both be able to discuss it, respect another person's perspective. If you can come to an understanding, great. If you can alter or change someone's mindset to the better, great. But there's so much going on with a person that for a short conversation, you're not going to always be able to challenge it. And like we don't always know what's going on with people. Um, Any thoughts? All right, go ahead,
2: Mrs. Smith, or go, Z, go ahead. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with everything y'all have said so far. And just going back to the Asian, uh, no Asian hate bill being passed. Um, I can definitely celebrate it just because, you know, I've been in that community, having friends of that community, knowing the struggles that they've dealt with. At the same time, it it, it does sting a little bit and we're not gonna do oppression Olympics but it just shows us as black people that, okay, society can recognize racial discrimination and they can take a step forward to make a change. Where's our change? You know, I feel like something more all-encompassing Incompensating something like a a no minority hate bill would have been better to cover everyone, including our um, Asian American and Pacific Islander friends. Um, But at the end of the day, Black people have always gotten the short end of the stick going back 100 years literally to the suffrage movement where it was black people and white women fighting for the right to vote. Black men got the right to vote and white women literally left black women at the wayside and said, forget it, forget the gender. We're just gonna do this based off our race.
0: Yeah. That, so it.
2: we've always kind of gotten the short end of the stick where it's like, okay, we can celebrate a win but it's not our win. So where's ours? If you can do it for them, you can do it for us.
0: Yeah. and. Like I said, this is a whole thing, and I'm gonna let uh, Mr. Smith go um, before we move on to our next segment. I'm sorry.
1: Does Jay
0: have anything? Else? Oh, Jay, I'm sorry, Jay. Did you have something you wanted to share?
3: Um, I mean, for the most part, y'all, everybody knocked it out of the park, really. Um, I feel like it—it's things deeply, but I, it just kind of it just kind of keeps the conversation going, you know, like when we say that, you know, I'm just gonna say a white people just, cause I, I mean, they run it all, you know, and they're, they just, other races just refuse to put themselves in our shoes. They just refuse to accept that, accept the things that we have gone through, but everything that they go through is just so magnified. Mm -hmm. You know, and Mm -hmm. then Black people, we're always supposed to be supportive for other people's causes, but when it comes to us, we gotta, you know, we make everything about race, blah, 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 but it's just like, there's no equality with that. There's, it's always a huge discussion that takes a long period of time when it comes to us. We're still fighting, but this Asian stuff comes along, which really, I don't even agree that it was really Asian hate. I do agree that some was going on, but I just... It's just not on the same magnitude as what we got, as what we have gone through. So for me, it's just like another slap in the face. Like y'all just refuse to acknowledge anything about us.
0: Hmm. I think what you said brings to mind something that I've I've heard before. I forget what the original source, but I think someone said about America. One of this many issues is that it show it has acute sympathy and what i mean by that is that there, americans are able to sympathize or i'm sorry empathize is probably the better word empathize with a smaller or more specific situation like all the stuff that happened before that bill got passed you can see the outpour from americans across the board and, and a bunch of different levels and different walks of life but when you look at a grand scale Empathy and looking at how to recognize stuff that's happening to a large amount, a large demographic of the country, they struggle because it goes from being, oh, I can quantify in this small sample size, this is digestible for me, this is bad, we can fix it by doing this, okay, this won't happen again. It takes real work to try to address something as systemic racism and things that are in place that are against the African American community and to feel th- sympathy. Sorry empathy for what they're going through and that's the hard part that I think really hits home with America because until there is that switch not even that switch there is that acknowledgement then we won't be able to really move forward go ahead Quincy
2: and just to piggyback off what you're saying um, along with that it going back to the clip that was played it's the perceived proximity of whiteness The more you're othered from what the main demographic is, which in America is Caucasian, the easier it is for people to dissociate themselves from what it is others are dealing with. So it has a lot to do with the perception of the proximity of whiteness, which is what she was saying to him, that you're whiter than I'll ever be, even though she is biracial, she is perceived as Black. He, as Asian, has a closer proximity to whiteness.
4: That's real. All right, Mr. Smith, go ahead. Bring us home. Um, I wish that I could be as excited for people. but let me not say that. I'm happy that I can see society being able to do the right thing when it comes to what's going on, but I'm also hurt because... As you guys have said time and time again, that's all that we've ever asked for. I think I remember—I don't know who said it—but it was a famous quote that said, "All that Black people are asking for is to be on the same on the same equal footing." You you'll be upset if we ask for what we actually are, are owed and deserve, which is a lot. I mean, you're talking reparations, you're talking everything, but that's a whole nother conversation another day. That part, <laughs> I. I I I am hurt in a way because all the times that I've grown up, or that I'm sure that most of y'all grown up, we've always heard that, oh, they just gotta work through with how government works, or oh, all this red tape or ticker tape or whatever. This thing happened and within literally like a week and a half, they was like, okay, Bill, pass. We're gonna stop Asian hate. And black people were like, yo. <laughs> Like you, did you not do Quintel Pro? Did you not do the Tulsa riot massacre? Did you not do, you know, did you not take out our leaders? Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, did you not do all of that? And all you're saying is, eh, we might have, we might not have, we don't know. But what you, you guys are gonna move on anyway? And so to wrap it up, I'm just kind of in between. It's almost similar to the pandemic where it's like, it has its good, but it has as bad as well. On one end, you're like, I'm happy because my brethren that I know or, or sister that I know are oppressed just as much as we are. If you look back to World War II and the Japanese internment camps, they've gone through it as well. But their struggle and our struggle, like you said, like you like you mentioned to start this whole topic, you can, you can have three things be true at the same time. Yes, they struggled. And yes, they were able to get it resolved. Am I happy about it? For them, yes. But at the same time, I'm also hurt because I'm like, when is it gonna be our turn? And it's not like, sure, Asian people have been saying for a long time, you know, hey, we've been oppressed, and we understand that. But ours has been documented with video and pictures and articles. And I can't tell you how many times last year I didn't see a Black man or a Black woman get murdered just to either not get arrested or get arrested and get acquitted. Or maybe if it's so like asinine that it's like, oh, he murdered a boy because he was listening to loud music. Yeah, he guilty. Like what you saying? It's not a drop in a bucket, it's a drop in the ocean. Yeah. So yeah. they just, it, it's, it's, it's a balancing act and it just keeps me off at times.
0: And, and, and I think that's where it, it plays a big part into as African-Americans, our mental health and recognizing that we have a lot to process, like mind you, we just all went to a mind state from the original clip to where we are now in our conversation. You can see, and you can probably hear in our voices, just we're having to take these pauses or you can hear the either frustration or pain in our voices and recognize like, hey, we're going through this stuff. We're, we're struggling with this stuff. And sometimes we need space to be able to decompress from it because, yo, I may have a strong back to be able to carry all this shit that I got going through, but sometimes I need to break from carrying on my back. Like I need to step away because like I need to reset myself and get my energy right. And for people, the hardest part, I think where we end up struggling is the fact that we have to be strong all the time. Black men, we got to be strong. Black women, God bless you. Cause you got to deal with black men and on top of being strong. That's a whole nother thing. But for that case, like we have to be able to recognize, hey being strong isn't a badge of honor as much as we like to be you know what makes me think about that there was a there was a video that um that was on instagram that i want to play for you guys um mr smith do you have that queued up all right so i want you guys to listen to it and this black woman articulates things that we've been talking about i just expressed that is very well put so once we share this we'll kind of talk about it and then we'll kind of go into more detail Go ahead,
5: Mr. Smith. Hey, y'all, what's up? It's Friday, so I'm going to keep it black, but I'm going to keep it brief. So this strong black woman trope, keep it. What I want to talk to y'all today about is self-care. So Naomi Osaka sparked some discontent in the tennis world when she said that she will be refusing to partake in any press conferences during the French Open in order to maintain her mental health. Later, an email was leaked where she continued to stress the importance of protecting athletes' mental health, that she would accept any penalties, and that she hoped to work with officials in the future to mitigate this problem. And somehow, the headlines are giving controversy, uproar, slap in the face, and unacceptable, because I would like to make sure I am of sound mind and body when I perform my job. Mm -hmm. The French Tennis Federation president responded to her comments saying that they were a mistake, and then proceeding to make statements like, we will see how she behaves. I don't know what her attitude will be like in the coming days. She's not sending a very positive message. Yikes. Don't you hate when women's perspectives are deduced to having a bad attitude? Don't you also hate when we allow people who are not marginalized by a situation to have the authority to speak for people who are marginalized by a situation? Abortion. (coughs) laws. And in essence, what he and any other athletes who are minimizing Naomi Osaka's comments are saying is that they would much rather risk her mental health manifesting in an unhealthy way on camera so they can exploit it and then criticize her for not being able to keep it together. Because Lord knows y'all ain't protect Serena. The thing is, players can get fined $20,000 for refusing to do press and naomi osaka said okay so what they're really mad about is the fact that their fines and their capitalism are failing to dictate how she lives her life they can't stand a free thing of black woman boy i know that's right all
0: right so um
1: there's so much more points that she has she makes so i suggest people go back and listen to it
0: and we'll post a link in the show notes you can listen to the whole because when I talk about you want to get a verbal track meet on like reading somebody to fill, this is what we talking about. This is somebody got the verbal hands.
1: Because to me, the best arguments, and again, even going back to the original video we started off with, mm. the best arguments to me are always ones that have where you don't want to admit that there's some truth to it. To me, because mm. I'd be like, ooh, that's a good point, ew.
0: You hate that you agree with this.
1: Oh, I don't want to agree with that. And that happens a lot. And there's sometimes, so like, she basically says what's on my brain. And it was kind of my thought process of what was going on. Mm. And like, that was a, talking about self-care and things. That's what they really mad about. Because she said, okay. So this is more of an update also from last week when we talked about her and um, everything about her uh, being fined and everything.
0: Yeah uh so yeah i don't need but that that that's a perfect thing because like before we even get to the naomi Osaka thing because i want to give it to just Dude because we got to talk about that like i got some feelings i'm sure people who are here on on this episode got some feelings but let, let let's take the proper time to acknowledge queen's statement and what she was saying it's just like no nah, like she told you from ego, go this is what i'm doing for myself oh well you're doing this that and the other no i'm doing it for this and this is why i'm doing it and this is why it's important that I am doing this. Well, we're going to find you. Okay. Oh, well, we may force you to, to withdraw from or forfeit deter- the event. Okay. And nothing will anger a person more when they realize they have no influence or effect on you anymore.
1: Oh, it's my favorite.
0: Like, they get big mad. <laughs> like, like, you see the steam coming out their ears.
1: It's fun And if watch. we're talking about
0: a certain race, you know what I'm who I'm referring to. Orange man. They get they get they get red, they get orange, they get yellow, they get green, but we're colorful. Well you
1: get red.
0: We not you gonna ruin my I, I was on a rope. Listen, is you hear what she gonna do to me right now?
1: I'm so sorry guys. No,
0: no, 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 you 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 want voice timeout for like 10 seconds. <laughs> Getting back to what I was trying to say, the whole point is. It's like when, 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 jobs feel like say like you put in for your 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 time off. No, nine times out of ten, this is me giving you a curse so that you know, I'm taking off this time. This is for me. And if you got a problem with it, you gotta figure that out on your own because oh, we didn't approve your time. I'm already on the jet. Oh, I'm already at the beach. Oh, I got the I'm out of office email sent out to everybody until Monday morning. So either you're going to learn to adjust or you're going to lose me. And that's one thing I can appreciate about the generation that we're in and the generation that's coming behind us. We are recognizing, we're acknowledging both dealing with our past trauma, but recognizing, hey, I have to take care of my mental because at the end of the day, who got to live with me at the end of the day? Me. So if I know that I'm in tune with my star player, I know I'm not right. I have to do whatever I need to get right. And if people are upset and get mad about it, OK, they'll be fine, because I think it's always an adage that says, the people that matter don't mind and the people that mind don't matter. And you got to keep that in, in the back of your mind. So any thoughts before we go to the Naomi soccer? Yes, Mr. Smith.
4: Before I say my part, just for what you just said. <laughs> <This> is- <laughs> I'm just saying that, 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 thanks, that, thanks. That, that, yeah, you, you hit a message on that one. Um. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. It's like it, people these days, and I'll get more into it when we get into our next topic. People these days are really telling themselves, you know what? I understand that I persevered and that my ancestors have persevered, but sometimes it's okay to be like, you know what? I'm going to take a break. What you say in the last part, I've been shouldering this load that I've had on my back for the longest time. Sometimes I just want to take a break, put it down. and And... It's stronger, it's, oh, sorry, it's more, what's the word I want to use? It's more um, powerful when you actually can be honest with yourself and say, you know what, nah, I I don't like this and I'm going to say it and I don't care if you don't like it, but I'm going to say it for myself. At the end of the day, I have to live with me. You, you can go somewhere else and be like, okay, I'm going to deal with you for four hours. And I'm out. I at the end of the day have to go home and be like, I really just, have to deal with that and did yeah yeah so i yeah what well, she said she dropped some gems but i'll delve more into it in the next topic
0: all right any other thoughts before we move on to naomi all right cool all right so the naomi Osaka thing let, let, let let's break this down like there is a very fine line that has come with being an athlete and being a star athlete or being in the limelight and with Naomi Osaka, just give you context because the coach scientist is going to give more detail. Oh yes, it's literally just sometimes as a star athlete, after either you have a spectacular win, and you want to celebrate with your people, with your family, you may not want to do press, or you just had a, a crushing loss that you lost to somebody you weren't supposed to, and the last thing you want to do is like I just want to get my mental right, I need to decompress, all that stuff, and then you got people po- uh, poking a microphone in front of your face. And ask you so, so why do you think that you lost? Well, nigga, if I knew, I probably wouldn't have lost.
1: Blatantly obvious answer, like question, like bruh,
0: like how are you feeling right now? I feel like shit, but I what, I, what I'm going to say is I feel like I probably could have done better. i want to reflect on these things. I'm going to improve for next time. Like I have to co-switch my filter, or I'm sorry, not even coach, put that filter on and like, do you really want to know what I'm going to say? Because I'm gonna change the opinion on me real quick if I tell you what I'm really feeling. So, with that being said, um, Coach of Scientist, can you share with the class um, the article? Naomi withdraws from
1: French Open, citing anxiety over media interviews after a $15,000 fine. In quoting her, the truth is, I have suffered long bouts of depression since the U.S. Open in 2018, and I have had re- I have had a really hard time coping with that, she says. So the article further says that Naomi said she was withdrawing from the French Open on Monday, one day after tennis officials threatened to suspend her and fine her $15,000 over her decision not to do media interviews during the tournament to prioritize her mental health. In a statement on Monday, Osaka also said that she suffered long bouts of depression, which I already said, um, since being cap, cap, uh, cap, catapulted. Thank you, catapulted into the national spotlight after the after a controversial victory over Serena Williams in the US Open of 2018. The best thing for the tournament, the other players and my well the best thing for the tournament, the other players, and my well-being is that I withdraw, so that everyone can back get, back get back to focusing on tennis, the tennis going on in Paris. She said in a statement, "I never wanted to be a distraction, and accept that my timing was not ideal, and my message could have been clearer." Okay, can I say
0: my opinion? Yeah, real quick? yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, talk talk your ish.
1: So first and foremost. I fully support na- uh, uh, mm-hmm. Naomi and where she is coming from, especially because like, who that mental health is important to take care it of. It is, it is. So first and foremost, because my initial reaction about reading the last sentence was, it sucks that she that we always have to apologize in a way. Mm-hmm. Because in a way, she still stood her ground, but she also apologized at the end when she said my message could have been a little clearer. I don't think her message could have been clearer. Her message was very clear.
0: You know what it is?
1: But she she was still politically correct. Mm. And like, you know, she is what? Both Asian and Black. So she said, okay, I got two minorities. Mm. Um, I have two minorities going against me. I already know how you look at me. I know how you already perceive me. All these many ways, you already shown me how you perceive me. Right. So instead of, so, but at the same time, she chose herself in doing this type of statement Mm -hmm. and you know i have to respect that because i I, you know i chose myself recently you have to stop listening to all the naysayers or stop listening to everybody else's opinions and Mm -hmm. do what's best for you and if that's what she feels is best for her and she got it like that Mm -hmm. okay first and foremost i don't understand the problem Mm -hmm. um and like the the in the video prior the girls actually talking about or other things i've also raised like you don't have to tell your employer why you need to take it off hey, mental health days count as it. a sick day it should count and i i completely agree but yes that was you know
0: i mean it, it's very simple it's one of those things that it's like i think i saw in someone's post before on social media It's like no nah, we get to a point now it was like if you say something stern or you're like you need to get your point across because they're not feeling you stop on that lol at the end of that text Stop putting that smiley face at the end of that text.
1: Yeah, Like,
0: no. What you did was annoying the fuck out of me. Period. I need you to stop that.
1: Period.
0: That's it. Not That's all. I That's all I, I came for. Nah, That's all I'm here for.
1: But I love you, though. Not no. LMAO.
0: None of that. Just say what you mean and mean what you say. Just, just keep it like that. And like I said before. It's hard, though. It is. It's is. It is. It's not easy. And remember, the people who matter don't mind and the people who mind don't matter.
1: Message.
0: Keep like keep keep it keep it right there. Keep it simple. Like 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 I ain't gotta like I could cut the podcast off podcast off right now and we'd be done. Okay. But I'm not.
1: Anyways, we still have a whole topic to go. You're right. Um, anybody else have an opinion, thoughts, comments, concerns for the church? You mean the class? For the class.
3: I definitely feel y'all. I feel I can't stand till you hit it on the head. I can't stand the fact that we always have to submit some kind of apology. Um, you know they've been doing this stuff where you know everybody's issuing out apologies but it's like when it comes to us it's always for something Mm -hmm. that we should already have rights to you know like and and what Naomi did is also like that also along with that let me get my thoughts together so along with that you know they've been having all of these fans at these different tournaments also (laughs) You know, throwing. You know, throwing. What did the dude throw? The sprite bottle. There's a
0: water bottle you know, incident at Austin. Um, yeah. there was popcorn popcorn in Austin. Yeah. Popcorn. and
3: Popcorn on Re- Russell Westbrook. Yeah, like you know, what do you think all of that stuff is doing? You know, they getting hurt. You know, they got issues with referees. You know, the game, the pressures of the game, or whatever. You gotta, you gotta get out. You gotta disappoint the fans you know you got all these you know different things going through different people's minds or whatever like you mean to tell me that this and these are also like crowd-driven sports also you know they're getting different feedback from the crowd you know coaches and all of that you don't think mental health plays a role here like Mm -hmm. you know like when it comes to black people's mental health like they they just don't care and it, it goes into an even deeper conversation as for another day as them just not caring about black people's health the same way as other people do, and then they wonder why we don't go to hospitals and stuff when y'all claim you got something for us. Like, okay, what's the catch? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that type of stuff. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. It's just, I don't know, people be weird. Like, people just be so weird. I just don't understand why we don't have a natural right to take care of our mental health. I don't understand. It's a God given right, first right.
0: You wanna know why? It don't make you money. It doesn't make other people money. That's probably why. Um Jay, do you mind mute for just a moment for me? All right, there you go. Okay. But yeah, so I mean, honestly, it, it, it does make people money. And in a capitalistic society, if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. But uh, Mr.
4: Smith, go ahead with your piece. Um <laughs> There's, when it comes to the press, I absolutely do not like the press when it comes to those moments. And I can think of, and of course, as Black people, what do we have? Receipts. I can think of three instances off the top of my head right now. There's millions of them. But there's three instances in which the press says something so stupid that I'm thinking like, why would you ask this person just after they finish the game, right? Number one, LeBron James in the 2018 NBA Finals. We all know that Finals because... That's the one where JR thought they were up and ran the ball out and it tied, and they ended up going to overtime in which Golden State won. The reporter at the end of the thing asked, do you know what was JR's mental state when it came to that moment when he got the rebound? Excuse my French listeners, but how the hell is this person supposed to know his mental state? How the hell are you supposed to know another person's mental state? It's a whole nother person, all right? So that was a stupid question. To the point where LeBron just walked out and said, be better tomorrow. The second one, 2015, Serena Williams in the U.S. Open. One of the reporters said, hey, why are you not smiling? You know, you, you just won. Is, is every, you know, you should be happy. Serena said, it's 11.30 p.m. I don't want to be here. I just played a two-hour match and I want to be in my bed. And every person that is a millennial or anything older can relate to that where you just, you at work and you're just like, Dog, I just can't wait to go home, take off these clothes, hop in the bed and just don't do nothing. Even people that make millions of dollars are human. They're the same exact way. Right? And the last one, and Brother X, you'll like this one, Cam Newton, after his Super Bowl loss. Preach.
0: Preach. This,
4: this, these media people were asking him so many stupid questions as if The Broncos literally were like, we are going to contain him in the run. Everyone that watched the game knew what was going on. They're going to box the run. They're going to make sure his receivers don't come off the line. And Cam got to do something. And they killed that man. So you're asking him, well, what do you think that if you would have ran to the right, you'd have done better? Do you think that Negro didn't know that? (laughs) If he did, he would have ran for 20 yards each run. Instead, if you watch the game tape, he got contained. Anybody with half a brain sees that. But the press asked some of the stupidest and most mundane questions I've ever heard. So for old Naomi to say, you know what, I'm an introvert, because she actually just to say, I'm an introvert. I, su- I suffer from depression and I don't like being in large crowds, which is why she always has headphones on when she walks out before she does her match. I can respect that. She said, I know what works for me and I told you in confidence, hey, I'm not gonna do press during this, but I'll do anything else you need if you wanna have a conversation about it in private. Then the US Open leaked that. She said, okay, and what'd you say? Well, we gonna file you (laughs) $15,000. Peasant, that's light work. (laughs) So for all that, these institutions, they just need to chill out and actually listen to the players because I'm gonna end it with this. I don't even watch tennis like that. I know four to five tennis players, all black, Venus, Serena, Naomi, Sloan, and Coco. Naomi's the top bill of this thing. She gets out and hopefully Serena wins. But even so, I'm not watching. So that's they need you more than you. She needs them because she's top bill, she don't play, their ratings go down, they lose money. That's how she sticks it to them. Message.
1: (laughs) She said, I bet.
4: It's like
0: oh
1: and they big i want to be like that now i want to be able to be like all right that's what you want to do you want to play
5: you wanna pull play
0: I about say, I, I don't
2: just Waiting for her to pull a marshawn lynch just sit down and be like i'm just here so i don't get fine i would do that too
0: hey. i like being a brat, it's fun sometimes you I, I, I don't like always choosing petty, Ooh. but I like choosing vibes sometimes. I like choosing petty all the time. But we're gonna talk about it another time. We 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 we're we're have a discussion. But um, switching lanes because we need to brighten this up a little bit. Um, so I'm I'm guessing. I, I mean, some people on the podcast have had pets before. Um, they you you care about your pets or you have something that you care dearly about. Like how how much are you willing to defend and protect your pet? Not enough. I'm glad you said that because um. I'm not sure where this was. Um, it's not important to the story, but um, let, let, let's set it up. So there's this backyard. Uh, this video of a backyard where some dogs are coming out barking because they notice uh, something's like on the fence or like the backing of their the property. It's like okay, dogs gonna bark. They're gonna jump up and make loud noises. It's what they do. We know. it. So they get out there, and yeah, lo and that? behold, you got Yogi and Boo Boo. Trying to steal picnic baskets from the backyard. And um let's just say that uh it didn't go well for the bear. Mr. Smith, play a clip. <laughs> All right, for those who didn't here, yes, you heard the bears first. I'm sorry, you heard the dogs first. They yip in, they they recognize. They're trying to protect their, their their person's house. But yeah, you had a bear and her two cubs just running up there, just just doing that. I just need to make this known. Oh, and I'm sorry, the owner of the pets came out and tried to rescue the dog from the bear. I love, I love the culture scientists. Yeah. I'm sorry. She pushes the bear off, uh, off the, the boundary to the house. I love the culture scientists. I do. I, I defend it from most things, but I promise you, I am never going to fight the bear in that situation. I will live to tell the story and I will be crying at the funeral, being really sad about it. And she's sitting here right beside me and she knew I was going to say that. So don't come in the comments saying, oh, you such a bad boyfriend. Fight your mama. Mr. Smith, you know what that reminds me of? Play the clip. I make a motherfucker say, oh, yeah, I'm cold as a lion with no hell. If you
1: ever see me fighting in the forest with a grizzly bell, help the bell. Because that bitch gonna need it.
0: And I'm home and greedy. Give me that goddamn porridge. But I ain't never gonna eat it. Yeah, I'm not mystical. I'm not about that life. I, I'm not built like that. I'm not I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight a bear.
1: I feel
0: like I'm going to post a, po- a picture and that's going to be my caption just because. <laughs> <laughs> you, just got, you just got to let them know like, um, thoughts from our guests about about this situation. Either we're, or. Either the dog and the bear or mystical. I, I mean, it's either, either or.
2: Thoughts? Uh, so first off because when everybody first saw the clip they thought it was like a woman. This is a teenage girl. This is a high schooler in Berkeley, California. Um, She said her only injuries was a sprained finger and she rolled her ankle trying to run after she pushed the bear down. Uh, She didn't think she had pushed the bear enough for it to actually fall over the wall, Um, but it provided just enough time for her to grab up one of the little dogs and run in the house. The whole reason she ran out there is because if you look closely in the clip, the two cubs run into the tree near the uh the border wall near the fence, and the mama bear snatches up one of the small dogs. So that's the whole reason the girl ran out there was because she was like, "Wait a minute, this is my baby now." But um, yeah, I I think they said her name was Haley or something. Her name Mystical. Now she lived, them lyrics. Uh, uh Queen C,
0: that that that's all great and all, but. That is still a bear. Mother. Yeah. (laughs)
1: And
0: the bear Uh, need help. Prince in
1: China
2: will be barefoot.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Prince in China. Yeah, no. I love you, Prince in
1: China. I do. I do. I do. Oh.
0: Unless it is my future child. Yeah. I'm not fighting the bear. Absolutely. Like, I promise you. You know how white okay.
2: people feel about their dogs.
1: I know, but I ain't that type of person. All
0: right. She, yeah, you say she only had like minor injuries, whatever the case may be. You luckily your face wasn't ripped off. You luckily the bear didn't want to play basketball with your head. Uh-uh. You luckily like that the bear, bear got
2: caught off guard because after it climbed back up the wall, it ran into the tree with the cubs. I must she say definitely this, won uh, that fight. <laughs> she won. I give her definitely a cross. My black ass ain't going to do it. She got it. <laughs> I'm
0: about to say, she go, the bear going to get his run back. I guarantee it. She's going to get the girls. They're going to roll up in the backyard and be like, what's really good? She's waiting
2: outside the door. I was waiting for you at the door.
0: You're not wrong. Uh, J. Monae, any thoughts?
3: You know, I just, I don't know. I love my dog. I I don't know I can't say yay or nay because you never know what you do in the situation I'm sure that girl never thought she would run up on a bear you know I'm pretty sure she never thought she would do that so I can't really say I wouldn't do I I, I can't say I wouldn't do it so but you know kudos to her because I can't see myself doing it but you know you you never know until you push you know you say I ain't a murderer don't don't push me I ain't a killer but don't push me you know any more deal there. I may not mess with bears, but don't touch my dogs. Hell, I don't know. You know.
0: That's real. that That is very real. Um, uh, Mrs. Smith, go ahead and wrap this up.
4: So a lot, well, I'm not gonna say it's a lot to unpack in the video, but there's several key points that make me like chuckle, laugh, and just think a whole bunch of what the hell is happening. First of all, the two cubs at the beginning, when them dogs came out. Them cubs was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. Yeah, them, them cubs got loose. They was like, nah, I, mm-mm, mm-mm, I ain't doing that. Nope, not happening. Secondly, the amount of adrenaline that comes with that, with that team, I'm gonna call it what it is, team, where you have the adrenaline to push a full bear off of the wall. That was crazy. That bear look, got back up, looked at that team and was like,
3: Oh,
4: I... <laughs> definitely looked at that bear oh, like, no.
1: oh,
4: I... he's like did that shit just happen did, did she just push me and what did Queen C say she ended up, that bear ended up running into the tree line to go back but I agree with you that bear gonna come back and be like so you thought you could punk me in front of my son in front of my kids that you, you, you should go do this to me I have you running in Pelican Bay 23 hour lockdown, nigga. School <laughs> <True> program. <laughs> just live here.
0: <laughs> well, oh man. That okay. So I got him a good laugh. I'm back in a good mindset. Um before going to our next segment, um, the coach scientists would like to share something with everybody. Go ahead, coach scientists. It's not
1: a real share, it's just a comment. Mm-hmm. We gave uh Mrs. Smith a lot of power. Yes, yes. I just have to I have to say it this time. Cause um in that moment right there, he said, ooh, look, button, button,
0: button. <laughs> Who behind the scenes behind the curtains.
1: I totally appreciate it. Just wanted to point that out, though. And that I also got a job hot offer on here to be a tomato brooder.
0: We are recording a pot. What? what? What does having to be a tomato breeder got to do with... I thought it was
1: funny and I thought that my listeners would like to learn what weird job offers I get as you,
0: scientists. You know what? Let's go down the rabbit hole. Go ahead. Read the job description since we're here.
1: Oh, it went away, but that was where it was. That's what I was trying to say, but it went away.
2: So they want you to make the tomatoes fuck is what you say.
1: I guess so. I wish I wish did. You're breeding
0: did tomatoes is what you're
2: telling us.
1: Where did it go so I can read you the description. Continue. Maybe I'll find it by the time. So they-
2: you're going to um, be the next Mendeleev cross crossbreeding tomatoes.
0: All right, Mr. Smith, please go ahead. Thanks,
4: son. Where'd you find this?
0: You are not helping. You are not <laughs> helping in the least. You know what? I'm just going. I'm, I'm just going to do my thing, man. I'm, I'm, gonna you- I'm, I'm just going to read this, this, this. I'm sorry. This, 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 this I'm sorry. Highlight, highlight. All right, so oh, I look- found it. Switch- <laughs> <laughs> this, go, go ahead and read what, what, what is good the
1: and a good amount of money
0: wait a minute hold on now before we start on the podcast is this like a serious job no I ain't
1: no serious okay job. continue not
0: for me it's in it Florida anybody... oh it's in Florida what part of Florida Naples Okay, not bad. This is there's there's worse parts of Florida. This is on, I'm not
1: gonna say the farm, but it's on a farm. Okay. Where are we, be, they were looking for a experienced tomato breeder to be an inaugural member of our highly innovative research and development team. The position will utilize state-of-the-art molecular and genomic tools, coupled with traditional breeding methods, to develop novel commercial hybrids and parents. So yeah, basically what Queen C said. I have
2: pretty
0: much- so you're making two. Some- right,
2: that's a fancy way of saying in vitro.
1: But guess how much they're paying yo? If I was experienced and interested in this,
2: how much? much they're paying? No,
3: I want y'all to give me numbers first. Hundred thousand. Uh, how much?
2: Hundred thousand. Okay,
1: next
2: seventy
5: thousand.
4: Okay, Mister Smith, mm, I'm gonna do the prices right, and I'm gonna say seventy-two thousand and one. <laughs> Must you be a Negro all your
0: life? <laughs>
4: Only on days that end in Y.
0: <laughs> uh, so you was right You you spent some time at your grandmother's house when you were sleeping on the, the plastic couch. Uh-uh. I was.
4: I was sleeping on the floor with my cousins, had to tell. Ah, of course, of course, of course. All well, right, how much? the winner
1: who had the the actual, like, in the ballpark, because they give you a range, was Queen C at $100,000. So their starting value is $88,000 to $105,000 to be a tomato breeder at the family farms in Naples,
2: Florida. I'm going to figure out how to make some tomatoes. Plug and I'm gonna make some money.
0: So, I have a very dark humor <laughs> joke. You must have a PhD in plant breeding, biotechnology. Dang, I'm in the wrong direction. Uh, uh, I have a I have a dark humor joke. Am I allowed to say it? Say a group? Am I allowed to say Go it? For I'm it. Not, I'm Go for it. Free. We and have you, the trust tree. We have a trust tree. Is
4: this time out, time out, time out? Is this not true and transparency?
0: All right, mama, don't listen to this next part. So you know the show, uh, I mean the show VeggieTales, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, just let your mom wander to it. it came back and this will probably end up on a certain website. I'm just gonna All leave it there? at that. Okay, cool. So I'm not going. I'm not going to hell. I just need to go in the corner for a little bit. But while I'm in the corner, I'm actually gonna read about our Black Business Highlight, which is Queen City Body Butter. Queen City Body Butter is a black-owned body butter business that actually has a collection of different items where they actually focus on an all-natural dry skin solutions promoting love and health and happiness. They're actually built to help moisturize skin, relieving dry skin and eczema, used for daily use that helps repair, nourish, and renew your skin. So if you're actually interested in them, they are located out of North Carolina, and all of their social media and their contact information will be in the show notes. So shout out to Queen City Body Butter. Now that I'm a little bit more sanctified, we're going to go ahead and get into um this week's topic, which is being outside again and what that actually entails. So a little background information. I can't take full credit for this topic. So I'm with my massage therapist. If you don't got one, please get one. We're gonna we're gonna put out our massage therapist information soon. She's
1: been massaging me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When did I graduate? It was 2014? For a whole long time. 2012. She didn't stop me for a long time. Almost 10 years. Listen, she know my back. It's amazing.
0: Yes, yes. It's very beautiful.
1: And now she got her own business.
0: Yes, but we're gonna highlight her in a future episode. So we're talking, we're kind of going over things, catching up and whatnot. And she as things as outside starts open back up for certain places, Florida and Atlanta and Texas yes. excluded, because they never closed. Oh, true. So with that, she asked me about the topic of, like, how to handle or, like, really kind of go into, like, what is it, how do, how do I deal with or how does the culture scientists deal with being back outside, being around different people and dealing with, like, mixed company, like, who's vaccinated or not and being at events or figuring out what your comfort level is. Because we've been talking about what's comfortable to us, where do we, at, knowing ourselves as Drake would once say.
1: No, we've been
0: outside a lot. Not not too much. I mean we we've we, we managed things pretty well but I will start this off by more saying more than normal. More than yes lately. Of lately. Course. But obviously having precautions. So to kind of kick this off, I want to say from for myself and the coach of scientists, we even though things have started to open back up, we start to get back to whatever the normal was pre-COVID is that we recognize even though things start opening up doesn't mean that the pandemic's gone. doesn't mean that people aren't still getting sick it doesn't mean that even though you have the vaccine which my personal thoughts i would at least make an educated decision on whether or not you get it but even if you do get it yes people still can get sick it is a layer of protection just like condoms and seatbelts but you wear them too hopefully both just made that clear so- Who
1: told you to make that comparison?
0: I didn't make the comparison. I got it off of Instagram. You, why, you, I'm on a roll. Listeners, Guess y'all y'all see what she does to me, man. I be on a roll. I be getting, I, I, I got a nice hot seat. insane, but in a
1: good way.
4: Help me, Mrs. Smith, please help me. If I may quote the scene from Baby's Kids, you know you love her. <laughs>
0: you not mean not gotta like everything
4: but we're not gonna talk
0: about that <laughs> so being back outside and honestly just recognize like hey don't lose your mind because you get some semblance of what was before keep your head above keep your head on your shoulders think about things consider all the facts before you go into it that that's probably an overarching thing any of anyone else have some initial thoughts
4: uh yes mr swift um how I feel about being outside again is I'm, I'm kind of confused. It's almost similar to uh, a year ago when they closed outside off. And I still remember the first time me actually like getting a mask and walking in the grocery store and just seeing people with masks on. It felt like, felt like zombie land almost. Like you're just walking through You're just like, this is not real. Like this is really happening. Like I am in here in a mask, buying milk and eggs and everyone else has a mask in here, right? And so now that, you know, people are starting to get more vaccinated, I finished mine, so I'll be fully clear as of this Friday. um, I'm more like, I don't know how to feel because I'm so accustomed to being protected and having a mask and keeping six feet. And I kind of feel like how everyone feels regarding when it came to the mask thing, I ain't been sick since. (laughs) So I might continue this thing past be like, dog. It's cold. It's wintertime. Shit, I'm putting a mask on because I ain't trying to catch flu or whatever like that. But I'm I'm torn. On one end, I'm happy because I'm co- I'm an extrovert. But on the other end, uh, I, I I don't know. I
0: don't know. Okay. Anyone else? Queen C. J. Monet. I
3: don't. Know. I'm confused too. And then even with, like, even wearing a mask, like, where can you go and not wear the mask? Or I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's just so weird. And then now it's the thing where everybody wants to be like, I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. And then um, what was I looking at? I went down by the river here in Richmond the other day, and they said something about, um, there was some kind of like little incentive at the American Civil War Museum. There was a little sign outside, and there was like some little incentive for having the vaccine for having the vaccine. So it's like even though you're outside, there's still like these little limitations. but I don't know. I was even thinking today because I was at the parking by the river and all that jazz that it was nice to see people back outside, but it's still weird. Some people are still wearing masks too
0: while outside.
3: Mm. I'm
0: sorry. Okay. We I try to fight it. There's nothing wrong. Like you have an accurate statement, so please take this in the spirit that is intended. I've heard country sayings before, and then you probably didn't mean it as a country saying. But I was walking down by the river. <laughs>
2: Down by the river. river. Side. Down by the river.
3: Was- side. <laughs> oh man, I was giving Negro commercial vibes, huh? Just a little bit.
2: <laughs> Continue. And as somebody from the River City, I appreciate you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Well, hey. hey. Yeah, they talking about they gonna open outside back up. Well, who are all gonna be out there? Message. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, Yeah, I'm half vaccinated right now. I got my first shot, uh, this past Friday. I'm due back on the 18th for my second one. I I do know that in a month or so we we plan to be outside safely, hopefully, but um, it's, it's this whole thing for me about like trust and faith in people of doing the right thing, because for the last year and a half, they've shown us they can't do the right thing. So, I mean, it's like, for me, I would equate it to driving, I'm not worried about my driving skills. I'm worried about the drivers around me. I'm not worried about the precautions I'm taking during and post pandemic. I'm worried about everybody around me. Don't get me sick, I'll kick your ass.
0: That should go on a shirt.
2: What, don't get me sick, I'll kick your ass?
0: I mean, there's probably money in it.
2: Message.
3: One Of the best things about the uh the COVID restrictions and everybody being at home was that nobody was on the road. Now everybody all back on the road,
0: causing gas
3: shortages.
2: Kid,
0: we're not gonna go there, right? We, 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 uh, we're not gonna go there. Um, but yeah, getting into that next part, and thank you for that transition, Quincy. Is that that I think one of the things that we also talked about with my massage side was just how do we feel like trying to navigate the waters of mixed company because regardless of whether you, you sit on the topic, my biggest thing is always be educated and don't just use YouTube videos as your education. Whoever that need to hit will hit. But even in those situations, one of our realities until we get whatever the new normal really is, like once people... It, the vaccine is widely available. The numbers are at a, what the scientists and people who are educated on the subject determine like what's acceptable and then they have special guidelines and we've had time to, just like beginning of the pandemic, adjust. Then you can kind of like, okay, now I can get a sense of it. But it's like, dog, it's like a kindergartner getting going to school for the first time. Dog, this is just my first day here. I'm just trying to figure things out. And with how America is set up, I don't wanna say it's the worst place to be for a pandemic because there are obviously worse places in situation. I don't want to be insensitive to that, but ultimately the I, me and my of America was probably the worst background for a pandemic to happen for us in our little bubble because when you make things about yourself, yes, you want to take care of your mental health. And we've talked about that a lot. And there, and again, multiple things can be right at the same time. Take care of your mental health, take care of you. But please don't take it to the point where now it's harming or affecting other people. Like, understand, be educated on the subject, recognize, okay, if you know that you are feeling sick and you got people who are going to be at an event who don't feel comfortable, who are working up the courage to be there, if you wanna be courtesy of them, cool. If you're gonna go into these spaces and your friend asks you, hey, this is gonna be, a, you gotta rock a mask when you come over to my house. In my mind, your first thing shouldn't be, well, what you trying to say about me? No, Negro, it ain't about you. Like ultimately they may not feel comfortable having guests in the house mask off because of one reason or another. Be respectful of that. And ultimately sometimes, oh, people aren't gonna wear a mask at the event. I respect you, God bless you, but I think I'm gonna sit this one out. And if you are the person who's in the invite and you hear that, it's like, okay, okay, cool. I respect it. That's just my two cents. Go ahead, Mr. Smith.
4: First of all, that whole statement you just made, if it, if it, if it hit dog holler, it's on you, bro. So I want the listeners to look up a movie. And the movie is called Idiocracy. And in this movie, it was done, I think when it's like 2005 or 2004, something like that. It is literally two, uh, well, I'm not gonna say two, one of the dumbest people in the world and, uh, and a street walker, I'm using air quotes, uh, that were in a scientific uh, project to be frozen in time for like hundreds of years. So they go into the future and in the future, everyone is stupid so stupid that they put Gatorade on plastic to make them grow. That mindset is what we've seen for the last year and a half. Number one, everyone panicking over motherfucking toilet paper and bath tissue and, and just, it, and paper towels. Number two, all of a sudden, everybody want to clean and use Lysol. I saw Lysol for the first time in a store last week i almost cried i was like oh my lord jesus is almost over when it comes to people like that you don't know what you're going to get when you go out of your house out of your domain you don't know whether you're going to get the people that are for the vaccination or not for the vaccination if you're going to get the people that you know are taking things taking the pandemic seriously or the ones that's like oh it can't happen to me i'm strong my immune system is a1 if you look at those kids that went down to spring break in Miami at the tail end before all the vaccines was rolled out, they had only been doing them for, um, for the elderly. Cause it was a phase one. And those kids said, I mean, you know, I know it's a pandemic, bro, but you know, it's our spring break with seniors. Yeah. It's like, but if you get sick and you bring it back to your parents and relatives and now you have to quarantine and your elderly doesn't have the same immune system so in short you're putting them in danger for you to party those are the mindsets of people that i'm worried about those are the mindsets of people that i go out with a mask faithfully i'm vaccinated i am fully vaccinated and i everywhere i go i have a mask on when i work out i have two masks on because i don't trust them mofos love them to death Work out with them so throughout the whole pandemic. Put your mask on the whole time because I this whole pandemic has shown I cannot trust y'all.
0: I mean, that that's a great way to put it because it, again, it's okay. Just like with the mental health stuff, it is okay. Whatever your comfort level is, that is perfectly fine because ultimately you have to be able to live with the results. You have to be able to live with what comes out of it. If you want it, even if we're not talking about the pandemic, if you want to live loose and fast and you want to be whatever Dick, Jane and Harry, whatever the case may be, that's on you. If you find peace within yourself to be able to like, OK, I can live with this. Whether right, wrong or indifferent. That's on you, because ultimately, my father used a phrase and I'm going to play. I have something special for you guys at the end of this episode, so please stay tuned and listen to the end of this episode and my father gave me an expression he talked to me about this when i was trying to find how semblance of myself and this doesn't necessarily talk about the pandemic but it's a general thing and a life lesson to live by in any situation any relationship or any interaction with other people you have to first learn to be happy with yourself by yourself because any other relationship whether romantic platonic whatever case may be that you engage in or you connect with if you ain't right at home. And you ain't right internally, how you expect to interact and deal with another person that has their own struggles, that has their own trauma, that has their own history, that has their own stuff going on, their own anxiety, whatever you name. If you ain't, if you don't have your shit together, how you can you expect to be able to deal with another person and their shit? And that's kind of where you want to get to the point where you look at it like, okay, I I know in my mind, I'm comfortable with going to a wedding. Or going to a workout. But if I go there, I know for me, for my comfort level, to make me feel good, make sure my mental is good, I'm gonna wear a mask. And I know that there may be some people who aren't wearing a mask. Am I okay with being in these spaces with these people? And it's not saying that you don't trust them, they're not good people. It's like, hey, there's this part of this is where I don't feel good. This is my line, this is my boundary. Respect it and don't treat me crazy because I don't wanna be just like you. Oh man, they got the vaccine going herd immunity. Herd immunity only works when people do what they're supposed to be doing. People being back outside only works when people are working on the honor system. A lot, I know the CDC guidelines about certain stuff, but it's working on the honor system that people who are vaccinated, yeah, you're cool to not wear masks in certain spaces. But if you are, aren't are vaccinated, you're wearing masks. A lot of people who aren't vaccinated, and this is me generalizing, there is, some of them are the same people who are out and being Wild in these streets when things was still closed. They out in Miami, they out in Atlanta, they out in Texas. Just thinking like, oh, we good, we fine. Now nah, I'm just going to get it so I can get over, go ahead and get over with. I know people have died from it. I've had it. Try it if you want to. That's all, that, that's my, that that is 100% me. I know we say not all the views are, that's me, Brother X talking to the people right now. Try it if you want to. You may not be able to live to tell the story, but that's just me and being on my soapbox. So I'll finish this part up with like, is there anything else people kind of want to contribute to like talking about what it means to be like, how do you, what are your boundaries? I guess is a better way to put it on um, being comfortable dealing with being in the post pandemic.
1: I think I'm still wearing a mask most of the time. We just what came from a wedding. Mm-hmm. I started off with a mask. Mm -hmm. Toward the end of the evening, there was no mask. Um, But I also was not up against other people. Like I was only around like people I knew. Um, And again, I'm vaccinated, but I I feel more comfortable as long as I have a mask, I feel comfortable. If I go into a store, even if the store says mask not required, I would have on a mask because that's, you know, As my mama likes to say, similar to what you were saying. Because one time, I was like, but mama, why don't you trust me? She said, it's not, I don't trust you, baby. I don't trust people around you. I don't trust people that I don't know. And it's more of that. It's it's not, I don't, you know, it's not necessarily trust you. It's like, everybody's raised different. Everybody's different, you know?
0: Real quick before I let y'all go. Well, let me know that I couldn't trust certain people. was way before the pandemic. When it came to potlucks, you can't eat everybody's food at the potluck. I'm going to leave it as that. Her feelings are hurt feelings. Y'all going to get over it. But um, anybody else want to talk about what? Yes, go ahead, Quincy.
2: Um, so piggybacking off what you just said about um, how you knew before the pandemic that not everybody was trustworthy. Um, America is very much a reflection of her leadership. At any given time, and look who was in office when Ebola happened versus who was in office when Corona happened. All I'm saying is, Obama had all of five stateside cases, maybe ten of Ebola, and we never heard about the shit again. I'm just
0: saying. I about to say ain't no more to the story. I about to say you said
2: what you said. I said what I said versus Trump. And America was, America has always been a selfish society, but this time it was to the brink because we had a selfish leader. We had an idiotic leader, idiocy, going back to what Mr. Smith said. And that idiocy just literally permeated the entire country to the point where it's like, are you people just being like this because you have the ability to be or were you always this stupid?
0: That's real, but man.
2: I'm, I'm with the culture scientists. Um, if I don't know you and I don't trust you, my mask will be on. So unless you are somebody that is family to me, I'm gonna have a mask on.
0: That's real. Um, anyone else would like to go? I'm a part of the problem, I'm a part of the
3: problem, I ain't even gonna lie, but so when the first, so when the pandemic, like, when it first started, at the time, I was working 16 hours a day, six days a week, so I was never going anywhere anyway, but to work, and the one day that I had off, like, I would take Mimi, and we would go skate in or to the park or something like that. So it never even like dawned on me until finally I started to take a few days off because I was moving back here to Richmond. And I went to the grocery store and there was nothing in there. And I was like, oh. And then Mimi ended up saying that we're a couple months into it now. And then Mimi was like, I wish Corona wasn't real. And I was like, yo, you really have been like at home, at home, like at home, like you really have not gone anywhere. You have not done anything. So like, it wasn't even real to me. So it, it was like a shock. And then we got a president, like you said, who kept stupid. He was like, oh, it'll be done in 30 days. Oh, give us another 30 days. I end up moving in the midst of this. Again, it wasn't real to me. I moved down here thinking I'm going to catch a job or whatever. They're like, oh, no, you came from Ohio. You can't work. You can't work in these hospitals or nursing homes. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? But I've always hated wearing the mask. Last summer, they was like, don't go to the beach. Where was I at? The beach. Like, I was at the beach. And like, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, to me... It's not that I want to say that it's not real, but to me, it just doesn't, some of the stuff, it just does not make sense, you know, so I'm on the opposite side of everything, but I have nothing against those who want to go and get vaccinated, but I'm not going to allow you to crucify me because I'm not, because I don't believe in it to the extent that you do, you know, because they told me that I had it. Okay, now they claim that some of us can be asymptomatic and this is not all of the reasoning, but this is just one thing that I'm just going to bring up for the sake of the conversation. How can people be asymptomatic from a, from a virus? Like if I'm not showing any symptoms and I really had no reason to come to you in the first place, then how did I? How are you telling me that I'm positive? Like what are, what are the parameters of you even telling me that I'm positive and then you're telling me that these tests are not 100%? And that doesn't make you crooked. I'm not necessarily saying that you're crooked because you're not able to answer these questions. But at the same time, don't try to shove something down my throat. But the questions that I have for this thing that you're trying to stick in my arm and all this information you're trying to shove down my throat, if you don't have the question to those answers, why, why am I supposed to just go with what you say? Like, you know, it doesn't make any sense. I'm not trying to put anybody at risk. But at the same time, Who was saying that I necessarily am putting you at risk? Like, I don't necessarily trust all these people. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying not to trust them because we ain't the ones that's in their labs. But I just think you have to take everything with a grain of salt and you just do what's best for you. I was never vaccinated as a baby. I've never been one to get sick all like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there are plenty of people who, have and haven't gotten sick also. So I just feel like do what you want to do. Do what works for you.
0: Uh, Go ahead.
1: I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head right at the the part about uh, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. Like I am very much pro-vaccine in general, but at the same time, I'm also do your research. If, if you have never had a flu vaccine in your life and you were just anti-flu vaccine, I'm not going to argue with you. Don't get the flu vaccine. But I need your logic to make sense to me. Mm. Like, that's all. That's, that's my only, but that's just me. Like like she said, she's like, don't crucify her. That's the same thing. Don't crucify me for believing in it. Yeah. Because I feel like it's both, you're getting attacked either on both sides. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why we all got to keep attacking each other, in all honesty, to, that's my biggest thing. You,
0: and you know what it is. it And, Quincy, you've made an excellent point, because America reflects its leadership like no other country. And for the most recent, we'll say about last five, because honestly, it started happening a little bit uh, during Obama's uh, second term. Whereas, like, everything basic human rights are basic things that things need to be do, it got turned political or it became an argument. It became, oh, either you're on this extreme or you're on that extreme. And ultimately it's like, no, we can have civil dialogue. And I love what Jay Monet shared It's like, it's okay. Let's say, hey, I have questions. And for speaking to us, cause we all African-American on this episode, that is like, we have history. There's past trauma. There's past issues where we have to trust, but verify. And if that means asking some questions because I don't quite get it and you're supposed to be the expert. Who else am I going to go ask? I'm not going to trust the internet hotel that says, I know all this stuff, Like you don't trust it, trust me. Well, what are your credentials? What? How do you validate your beliefs? How do you validate the information you provide to me? Because I was listening, on, listening to another podcast where it's like, a whole war was started in iraq based off of bogus information people died in the thousands and like ten thousands in a war over bogus information but that's the whole conversation for another day so i know we can go on mr smith i want you. did you have something you want to add on before we close out
1: i want to say one more thing real quick all right go ahead so thank you for that question because like i could answer your question i could I could totally address some of your points that you said, Jalen. I could because I do know some of those answers. However, um, it is not it's not a good time to do that. But what I would say is thank you because you just provided me with one of my first questions for my future educational programs. And I was like, oh, that's a good question about the whole how can you be positive but asymptomatic? That's actually a really good question, and I never really thought that people don't. That's something that's not clear.
3: So yeah. thank you. <laughs> and believe it or not, just real quick, somebody asked Dr. Dr. Fauci that before, and he was not able to answer that question.
0: Yeah. So I mean that uh, that's a very real thing. And I want, and we'll probably take this conversation off air if we have time, but we'll continue to dialogue. But I, I like right there, like we literally just gave in a bite-sized format. This is a conversation. We had literally people on not on the different spectrum. Of different viewpoints. And we literally just talked about it. You didn't hear no fighting. You didn't hear no name calling. You didn't hear people trying to change the subject to win the argument. It I was agree. conversation. So Mr. Smith, go ahead and take us home.
4: So I uh, appreciate the honesty of Jay Monet on that one. And I understand and respect everything that she just said as far as, I want to do the research, I want to know Everything that's going on, and I'm not going to be force fed into the, the, the hype about a vaccine if it doesn't apply. And if it doesn't apply, hey, I understand. But the, and that also kind of pushes it from my last point, which is as long as we are all caring for each other, which is the biggest thing that I saw that did not happen in the last year. A lot of people were just like, you know, you would see I'm gonna call it what it is. You would see the Caucasians in a supermarket talk about. Well, I went down to the Kroger down on 4th and Madison. I've been going here for 20 years. Why do I need a mask now? Like, bruh, it's, it's the rule, okay? It is the rule. It is for your safety and the safety of others. That is the biggest thing that a lot of people didn't grasp. Everybody was like, I need to take care of myself. I need to take care of myself. I need to take care of myself. Yes, you do. You, you are your as. as Cat Williams once said, you are your own star fucking player. You need to take care of your own player. But the biggest thing is compassion and humanity in this world. What is the point of you picking up four or five packs of toilet paper when it's only two of you at the house, right? And then on another thing, what am I, so to wrap it up, what am I most comfortable doing? Well, one, the event that we're going to do next month, we've had our conversation. I know what y'all been up to, y'all know what I've been up to, so I'm okay being around, you know, being around you guys and taking a mask off. However, when we go to said event, I know all four of us when we hop out the car is like, shit, I don't know, mask up. What future you say? <laughs> what future say? Mask on. Fuck it, there be no mask off. Um, so... I, I'm be comfortable with that, and again, like I, I, y'all know me. I work out. Like when we, when I came down to um, Culture Scientist graduation, we did a family workout that Saturday with their trainer, and you know, we all masked up for you know probably the beginning of it, and then you know, by the time it was good, we took it off because we were comfortable. But we, I wasn't getting on him. I wasn't getting on by. Oh, you need to keep your mask on. Whatever. It's everyone's personal preference, and my personal preference is. If I'm going anywhere, restaurant, bar, whatever, I'm walking in with my mask on, depending on what it is. Maybe I might take it off, maybe I might keep it on. But it's for my comfortability. Just like for anybody else, it's all about your comfortability. Now, if you're comfortable walking out there without no mask, hey bro, this up. Bro, you, you got it. But for me, I ain't going nowhere without a mask for at least, at least the rest of the year. Now, next year, Yeah, we might be able to talk about it because by then we might have more information. I'm going to take Jay Monet's approach and give me the facts, give me the information, let me do the research and see if it's okay for me to do that. And if it is, then cool. But as of right now, partner, homecoming, all the rest of that, oh, no, mask up, homie.
0: That's very real, man. So. I love this conversation. I think this was really dope. and I'm glad we were able to have this dialogue. We have the different perspectives. And, it, and it's always good to be able to get these things out because I'm sure that for some people who are listening, you've had this internal struggle. You had this internal thing of finding where's my comfort level, where is my ability to figure out how to navigate these new situations where we don't have a reference point to pull from. We don't have things like, oh, I know what to do in this situation because I've been here before. A lot of this is brand new. Most of us on the podcast, well, I'm sorry, all of us on the podcast has not been in a a previous pandemic or had to navigate how to get out of it. So ultimately, we have to learn. We have to operate in grace. We have to use humanity and compassion, like Mr. Smith said. And for our transparent moment, I want you to think about those things. I want you to try to work on those things. And I want you to be able to figure out where your comfort level is. And again, if you stick to the end of this episode, I got something real special that I want you guys to listen Yes, we still in the Panasonic, but um, <laughs> I want to first say before I play this special thing I want to share with everybody is that you can always check us out on our social medias at the TNT Pod 123 on Twitter, the Truth and Transparency Pod on Instagram, the Truth and Transparency Podcast on Facebook, and you can always contact, uh, contact us at our email at truthandtransparencypod123 at gmail.com. All that information will be in our show notes. Before I play um, this clip, I want to say thank you to all of our guests. Thank you to Mr. Smith for doing all that he does. Thank you, Queen C, and all five, one of your height. Thank you, Jay Monet, for your all your thoughtful feedback. And like I always say, if this podcast gets no bigger than what it is right now, the Culture Scientist is forever grateful. I'm forever grateful. And with that, I want to leave you with this clip of this deaf poetry jam poet who talks about finding comfort within yourself. So I'm just going to let it rock, and then going to let that be the end of the episode. So listen up and I'll see you guys next time. Peace. I mean, I already, I already talked to myself so I know my conversations will be good. I've always said I wanted to be with someone that's just like me. Well, there's no one more like me than, than, than me. It's it's not like I'm dating my cousin or nothing. I looked it
1: up. There's nothing in the law books to say a man can't date himself. I don't know why I didn't think of this before. I amaze myself sometimes. I laugh and joke with myself on lonely
0: <laughs> days, praying hard for better days. Now we can get through the rough times together. No one to impress but myself. I mean, I'll probably still play games with myself, cry to myself, lie to myself, because I hate to hurt myself's feelings. <laughs> I'll only be looking out for myself, though. All right, guys. Keep- you don't you don't